0: This is the Things We Do podcast, a podcast about film life, television, culture, mental health and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, I've got my special guest and friend, Charlotte Rinaldi. Hi, hello Uh, there. (laughs) Hello. Um, Now, we've been talking a fair bit off mic about like the industry in general, but I'm going to go before we kind of get into the chitch out of the industry, I'm going to get you to answer everything about what you do and who you are.
1: Okay. The real questions. <laughs> um, yeah, so well, my name is Charlotte. I'm 24. I'm Italian. I moved here when I was a teenager in Australia. And that's where I kind of discovered my love for acting and pursued it. I studied acting. I have a bachelor degree. And I've been working in the industry for about six years, I'd mm-hmm. say. I love all things creative. I love dancing and singing and drawing and all the behind the scenes creative aspects and I live in a house with my dog and my boyfriend. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> that is, <laughs> is good. I
0: love the I love the fact that the dog is the priority. Of course. It's like yeah, yeah. It's like... the dog comes first and then my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Um was coming here how good was your English when you came here originally?
1: Not not good at all. Yeah. yeah. I think the only knowledge of English I had was what they teach you at school. Yeah. Um, Elementary school and um, some middle school in Italy, so very basic like grammar. Yeah. Um, but no, like I moved here and I'd I'd say it was zero. Like I <laughs> was totally just couldn't understand a thing. Yeah, wow. yeah, very yeah, I had to learn it.
0: Was there a culture shock as well coming here than it was like, um, living over there?
1: Huge, huge, yeah, yeah. Because I growing up growing up in Italy, I mean it's very different than here. So like I slowly learned through the years because it wasn't just immediate like how different things are and how different people think and do things and like not just the language but the way they talk and the things they talk about. Like everything was so different. Like I didn't know stereotypes. I didn't know like how people were unfamiliar with a hard R.
2: Yeah. So
1: like when they asked me what my name was, I was like, oh, Charlotte Martina Rinaldi, <laughs> you know? And they would just, well, made fun, made fun of me. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, oh I my mean... gosh, I guess I should keep my mouth shut because, yeah, my accent is a little too hard or something, yeah. It's,
0: I think the, like, I've been to, so I, I actually, unfortunately, I've never been to Italy. It's mm-hmm. been on my list for, like, years, mm-hmm. and um, my mum has been... Mm -hmm. I think a few times. She went when she was like in her 20s. So my knowledge of Italy is kind of from her Mm -hmm. and a bit of my brother who's also been there. But, yeah, it's sort of very much like I feel like it would be very historical. You've got all this history around you as well and you're coming to a country Mm -hmm. which has so much less, like only really kind of stolen history of a thousand generations and 200 years of history or 250 years of really the anglo-saxon and the probably like heavily chinese and japanese influenced um you know people here and then you know like the you know the middle east have kind of like probably taken over the more outer suburbs of sydney Mm -hmm. which if you go out there it's definitely got that middle east kind of feeling more so but Mm -hmm. it's interesting because architecturally wise Mm -hmm. it's a kind of Sydney doesn't know what it wants to be entirely. And yeah. whereas Italy has, you know, I imagine just thousands upon thousands mm. of years of history where you look around and you just go, oh, that's right. Like, Yeah,
1: well, you know, it's interesting because I-, I do believe like living in a place and visiting a place is hugely yeah. very different. So when I lived in Italy, I was like bored. Like I, I-, I would look <laughs> at Sydney and go, wow, you know, yeah. it looks so modern and futuristic and cool and italy was like this is old and dusty and dirty (laughs) you know but now that i moved here and now that i've lived here for a couple of years i'm like oh i see white people like italy so much yes it is artistic and there's his history and yeah yeah art wherever you look and i i do miss that now and i do appreciate that now a lot more yeah um because yeah no it is a beautiful place like I get it now but when I when you live in it you don't Yeah you know, it's um yeah, you don't appreciate it as much. Yeah, like, so it took me moving away to be like, okay, this is, yeah, Italy's nice. I get it. It's pretty. Because
0: <laughs> do, do your parents, um, do they, have they lived here now for the same amount of time as you have? Or have they traveled back to Italy, back and forth for like over the few years now?
1: So uh, I moved here with my brother and my mother. Yeah. Unfortunately, my father passed away. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but we we all try to move back to Italy as much as possible because like my grandma's there, I have some friends still there. Yeah. So it would be like every two years we would go back. Also because I still consider it somewhat my home yeah. So I just have this feeling of like I should go back. It's time to go back to Italy, you know, yeah. to reconnect. Yeah. Did that
0: because you know the downside of the pandemic, Italy got such a huge hit with mm-hmm. it. How was that emotionally for you and your family when you couldn't travel? Was that very worrying for you?
1: Oh gosh, that was the worst part of COVID—not mm. being able to leave. Yeah, was the hardest thing because I love I love traveling, so I love. I need that break, you know, yeah. to go somewhere, anywhere in the world for just like a couple of weeks every year. So being told, you know, you can't leave, yeah. it was, oh, it was so hard. Um, luckily, nobody in Italy that I know got affected with COVID. So my grandmother's fine and everybody. Yeah. Um, but like, it was really worrying, you know, and my grandmother every day asks, you know, when are you coming to, you uh... know, to Italy? And it's like, well, when they open, unfortunately, we can't. Um, but now that they open, for example, I booked my tickets, I'm going, yeah. yeah, I was just waiting to be able to go back.
0: Yeah. Cause like that's, that's the thing that I know, um, a lot of people also would just had that hesitation, um, with, with traveling and like that sense of you just couldn't leave and I like I fortunately for me in my situation all my family are here mm-hmm. like I have very few relatives other than my brother and his wife living in Germany and that is the only family that I have overseas currently like other mm-hmm. than extended family relatives so there wasn't that pressure of like oh god I have to go and see you know my grandma mm-hmm. and you know and sort of like you know be so disconnected from her Mm -hmm, um yeah that's 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 nice yeah yeah
1: um, i was really like truly just waiting for you know borders to open so did you
0: feel like you know did you feel like when you lived here that people weren't taking the the pandemic as seriously because of that when you couldn't leave it was
1: it it was interesting it was an up and down you know i feel like how we started at, at the very beginning of 2020 was a bit different like it felt like we were doing the best in the world you know we got it under control um and then you know like italy was doing terrible and then things just kind of switched i feel the rest of the world kind of moved on and australia kind of stayed back a bit and i mean it's a pandemic nobody knows what to do and we want to be safe so like what is the right thing to do i don't know but it felt a bit like i don't know we we kind of have to learn to live with it i guess yeah. I'm just life has to go on i mean i don't know how much my grandmother has left we we gotta go you know yeah i, I this isn't my home really i being stuck in a place that isn't well, your family isn't all here and isn't really yeah. your home it's like let me out and i'm lucky enough that my mother is here and my brother but otherwise like i don't know what i would have done it would be mm. really you know just too yeah. much.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, um, that's that's fantastic that you can go and see her again and mm-hmm. be able to, um, you know, be with her because you know, like, being with relatives, especially when they're, you know, getting older mm-hmm. and everything, it's just like, yeah, because is she in her eighties or is she in her seventies?
1: Eighties. She's um. 85 oh wow something like that yeah yeah she's done well she's doing well like physically she's she's fine luckily yeah, yeah. mentally she's you know losing <laughs> bit. so that's why we're like oh we gotta go back yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: um but you know like i think you know if you're 85 and you're still doing sort of like relatively okay you've probably got a few more like you probably got about two yeah. three more years before mm-hmm. everything starts to really kick you in and mm. which i always think like um my my family, both my grandmothers lived till they were eighty three, eighty four, mm. And it was the last three years that were really kind of just the, the tipping point. Like yeah. it was the memory, especially mm-hmm. from my mom's side, it was the memory thing. Yeah. And yeah. that was when like we knew that she was, and one of those saddest things is if you ever get to the point where, you know, like old people are saying they're seeing their, their relatives or like their, like their husbands or, you know, who are being passed away mm-hmm. and my dad's my mum's dad died like probably 20 years prior to right um 20 or 30 years prior to my mm-hmm. grand dying mm-hmm. and she used to say he was coming home and oh, yeah. and it was That's just so that sad. thing where mum was had to explain that she was he mm-hmm. was no longer around yeah and i think that was the realization of just the little pieces of mm-hmm. her mind was playing tricks on her and just, um, you know, yeah. everything was kind of getting a bit more jumbled. She would get names wrong. Yeah. it is it's like so sad to see it's huh? it's very sad to see because but it is really one of the things I will say this to anyone. You know, if you do get the chance to see your you know family mm. before they do pass away, mm-hmm. it's one of the like it's sad, but it's one of the happiest things you'll ever do because you actually get to say goodbye.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, I managed to see my grand probably like a week, week yeah. two weeks before she passed, and yeah. I was just so grateful that I did. Sure. And like my brother, I think went months. Um, you know, and didn't even say her. Like he was living in denial about it, which was. Yeah. Um, but I just think, yeah.
1: I I completely agree with you. And goodbyes are a huge thing for me because, unfortunately, when my dad passed away, mm. I I wasn't there, and I wasn't yeah. able to say goodbye. So that's very much a th- the thing that weighs me down a lot and gives me yeah. a lot of regret. So I definitely don't want to do that again. And I think yeah. I think goodbyes are important. And I know it's hard, but. Like personally, that's my biggest regret. So yeah, like few... how old were you when he passed? Thirteen. So, oh wow. So the moment I moved to Australia, my father passed away. Yeah, it was it was a bad year. <laughs> it that was
0: yeah, a that's a tough year to horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: That's um. Yeah. Moved to a new country, couldn't speak the language. Yeah. My dad just died, so I had no friends. Yeah. I had nobody that I knew. It was yeah, it was rough.
2: And yeah.
0: losing a living family that young um, isn't common. Yeah. It's really not mm. that common. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of disconnect, especially to mm-hmm. process for kids. Yeah. Um, those are
1: shaping years, you know, and yeah. I, I definitely feel like uh, in that moment I changed completely. Yeah. Like it truly changed me. Yeah. Do you
0: think that's made you more understanding of grief and, and, uh, um, and death in general? Like, do you think you have a better Comprehension of that now than, like, say, people who kind of have not had relatives pass yet.
1: I think so. I Mm. think it's something that you can't understand unless it happens to you. Yeah, Uh, grief is so powerful. It's Mm. just, it's a monster, you know. Yeah, and uh, you don't know it unless it happens to you. Yeah, and I mean, how it happens is it's different for everybody. Like, I wasn't there. I I didn't know. for somebody that maybe was there every step of the way of someone that, that was sick, I'm sure that's just as traumatic, maybe in a different way, Yeah. but it is a trauma, a strong trauma that just kind of stays with you. Yeah. And like still today, I have a therapist and we talk about it and I'm discovering things that I didn't before. Yeah. So it's just it's just something that shapes you, that stays with you. And yeah, I appreciate the people around me a lot more. If somebody has lost someone, I can really feel for them. Yeah, yeah. It just it just gives you a little more of an understanding of, I guess, life and, you know, how hard that can be on someone. Yeah, yeah. I so. think that's
0: um, yeah, that's really profound as well. And I think I love the fact that you see a therapist like still mm-hmm. to this day. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> how good is therapy? My
1: God, <laughs> everyone should do it. It's I, expensive, but everyone yeah, it, should do it. It's it, but it's
0: great. It's like great. um. And I feel, yeah, it's, I just, I think that I'm very grateful that I, I'm, you know, that I did lose, a, you know, a relative when I was, I was the same age. I was 13 when I lost mm. my gran.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and I was very close to her, like mm. she and I were very close. So I feel that um, I'm much more prepared for it in terms mm. of like fam, other family and, and stuff like that. It's It's not so much, like I know in my family, like if anything happened to mom or dad, mm. I'm the one who will just have to fully take that responsibility because my brother is just not that kind of person. He doesn't cope well with grief and death, unfortunately, as well as I do. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, yeah, it, as sad as that sounds, like I've had a conversation with my mom probably for the last 10 years where her, her sister is like, I love my aunt very much. Mm. But, um, you know, health wise, we just never know. We mm. never know what might happen. And as sad as that is, we just keep going, you know, this might be the last Christmas. Like, let's just prepare that You're in prepared, mind. You're prepared, yeah. Like, um, and I think, yeah, because mum lost both her mother and her mm. brother in the space of a year. Oof, and God, her fast. brother unfortunately died of a heart attack. Oh, gosh. Um and, and the worst part was it was in front of um his son. So his son actually watched oh, um wow. his dad die and it's really, like, affected him His entire life. And yeah, it's one of those things that uh, you just can't quite comprehend, Mm -hmm. like losing your mother and your brother in the same year. And then so it's like, I know mom has had this close relationship with her sister ever since, but I know that like, um, she even says that to me. She's like, you and your brother, like once we're gone, that's all you have. And like you have your sibling. Mm. So just remember that because... Yeah. Um, you know you will have your own kids and your own family but you do have each other as well like yeah, you've grown true. up with each other that's like, a good thing yeah
1: i i think that too i think i just have my mom now yeah if i lose her i do have a brother we're not that close unfortunately mm. but it is true like if once she's gone i just have him i have yeah. no one else It is. it's good i think it's good that she tells you that yeah uh,
0: it just and it reminds you because even though you're not that close you do have someone who you can just go hey yeah, you're my family, family and yeah. let's Let's at least try to be a family when we can. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to like, you know, at least try and mend what we can. Because like my brother and I were very close growing up and then we mm. weren't that close when we were older. Same. And then sort of like probably over the last few years, we've gotten a little bit closer. But it's sort of like always waxes and wanes. Like it's just yeah. siblings go in different directions when they get older.
1: I relate. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And um, I'm the younger one. So like... Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, are you the oldest? I'm the younger uh, one. Uh, yeah, as well. yeah. So therefore, we. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're the babies. <laughs> then. Um. So yeah, it's a little bit of just. I think parents really want you to remember that there's th- mm. there's two of you. Um. Mm. And, you know, the, like the fact that you know family is everything. Like, um. Yeah. You know, and it's I. Important to have family. Yeah.
1: Like, it's Huge. Like, it it comes with you when you're born. You
0: know. Yeah. It's um, yeah. It's it's very I feel like also that's what I love about like um you know, what I've grown up understanding about like Italian culture and everything. They are very mm. family oriented. They They're are huge. very yeah. um very family oriented. And I feel like you just get that in most films, you get that in most like um, you yeah. know, stories that's that accurate. are told. Yeah. Yeah. And Moving it's living
1: here, yeah. I like I see people who never see their grandmothers, for example. For me, it was like every afternoon, grandma's house. Every Sunday, you have your aunties and cousins all to go to grandma's house to have lunch together. And here, like, I don't know, like they never see their grandparents or they don't even know where their uncles is. Yeah, it's such a a divide. Like other Mm. than their immediate family, like mother and father and brother and sister, like that's kind of it. And it's hugely different in Italy and I guess Europe. I yeah.
0: Mm. I feel yeah, it's I do find that very interesting that we are less orientated towards I think it has to be a grow you grow up with family or you just grow up with a very dysfunctional family.
2: That's true.
0: Um but yeah, there's there's no incline to I think my family are very kind of in keeping of just keep always going and seeing relatives. Like everyone, you know, mm. obviously my mom's mom was alive. We would go and see Gran probably like every two months mm-hmm. we would go up to you know mm-hmm. a four-hour drive to go and visit her mm. and stay there a couple of nights and you know i would i remember when every time we left i would cry because mm-hmm. i didn't want to say goodbye yeah but uh, see
1: like four-hour drive yeah like, she lived right away for, we, for me it's like we're all neighbors yeah <laughs> we're all right there yeah yeah
0: so what like was did you grow up in a small town like in italy
1: uh no i, I grew up in bologna which oh okay is, yeah it's a big it's a big town it's yeah. the capital of um emilia romagna which is the the region, yeah, uh, one of the regions in Italy. So no, it's it's a big, it's a pretty big city. Yeah. yeah. So not, and it's kind of center north of Italy. I feel like a lot of Italians here are from the south, <laughs> which <laughs> is different. Like north yeah. and south of Italy, totally different. Really? So what's there.
0: the what's the cultural sort of like significance in that?
1: Um, south is a lot more like what you would probably see in movies, right? Like, okay, uh, they're very old. Um, that like they have dialects for example there's some dialects well all dialects in italian i don't understand it's like a completely different language um <laughs> truly wow know, okay like my one of my grandmothers had a dialect she was from the south couldn't understand the word that she was wow born. oh my gosh there's 25 regions in italy yeah every region has a dialect Truly, so... Wow. Yeah, and some of them are really thick and really hard to understand. Yeah. It's now becoming more a thing of the past, like only grandparents would probably speak in a dialect, and the new generation kind of has like a standard Italian, we'd say. Yeah. But no, it's very much there, so it's kind of like the poorest side of Italy. The Mm, north, yeah, the the north is more like the expensive, uptight kind of, you know. Oh, Uh, wow. Yeah, very different. And also like you have sun. And snow, like it's, <laughs> yeah, truly strange how that works, but yeah.
0: That's awesome. So mm. you, all your family were like towards where you lived and, you know, like all within the north end?
1: The, my mother's side of the family was Bologna and that's, I would say the side of the family I was closer with. Mm. And then my father was from Puglia and Puglia is in the south. And so, yeah, yeah. And um, so their his family, I guess my family too, stayed in the south. Yeah. So. We wouldn't see each other much.
0: But, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Mm. But that's like, and then, and then, yeah, you moved and like ran away all the way here with your family. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, I. She's an
1: unlikely thing to do. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, like, you don't leave Italy when you're there.
0: No, yeah. it it doesn't seem to factor like no. why. But it was you fell in love with acting? Yes. As well, when you yeah. came here, and what was it about acting that was like, oh my god, this is something <laughs> I want to do.
1: Um well it, I obviously I always loved movies. Yeah. I loved movies as every young kid is just this beautiful like I don't know world um and I would watch behind the scenes of movies and mm. it just seemed like that's the world I want to be in the studios and everything behind it just seemed so amazing. Um and then I moved here mm. and I was a introverted kid no friends couldn't even speak the language mm-hmm. and one time this girl took me to like um like a little theater in the city that I lived in um and uh she was doing classes there, like acting classes mm. and I sat in and I watched and it just i was like, oh that's it that this is it <laughs> that just seems like so much fun, like I don't know. it's just like, oh, that's what I want to do yeah, and so i I started doing that I started doing classes, and for me, acting just Allows me to be myself. Like, as an introvert, I'm a very big introvert. It's hard for me to be myself around people. Mm. I feel like there's this barrier that's just instantly there. Mm. With acting, I feel like I'm in control. Yeah. I feel like I'm on top of... Like, for me, it's either I'm comfortable with, like, really close people or on a stage in front of a hundred of people. There's no in between. Mm. so on a stage I don't know I just have the power I just know what I'm doing and I want you to see me
2: yeah you know? so it just yeah.
1: allows me to do that it allows me to really it's a release yeah yeah
0: I think have you always been a very big introvert like ever since you were a kid
1: I think so yeah I think the experience of traveling here and everything that happened made me a much bigger yeah. deeper yeah introvert <laughs> like as soon as I opened my mouth they made fun of me so I just learned really early on to wow. keep my mouth shut <laughs> yeah so for me high school was stay in a corner invisible don't talk wow. and that yeah that's some trauma that I'm still working on you know you should talk <laughs> you should say something it's okay
0: yeah yeah absolutely say anything um that's but that's awesome that, that like you know um that that sort of drove you you know to do acting as well like Mm. um do you what do you find the difficulties now with doing acting because you know you've done you've done bits and pieces do you find there's a little bit of a challenge now since you've left high school and um in terms of the acting world and what the expectation of the I guess the western world expects
2: of um
1: yeah for sure I mean um you know doing acting in high school was easy you know it it was given to you and then I I moved to Sydney, and I did bachelor degree, and like once again, you just sit there and you learn what they tell you, mm. and then you graduate, and then there's the scary big world that nobody really prepares you for, especially in the industry. There's many things that I wish they told me that they didn't teach me, that you just kind of find out by yourself, yeah um yeah, it's hard, <laughs> it's just hard to get a job first and foremost, yeah, um like I thought, okay, once I get some experience and I get a headshot and a showreel i'm in like i should i should start to work um yeah no absolutely not it's it's been six years and i feel like i'm in the same place um yeah i know uh like i've I've had some good experiences Um, yeah had some bad experiences um there's definitely a lot of people in the industry that are just i don't know hard to work with or they're in it for a completely different reason or yeah it's just that popularity i guess that The wanting to be seen might be more important than the acting and the art itself for some people, Um, and then you know the biggest part is probably the the casting, and the auditions because I feel like what I do most than the actual jobs. Um, Yeah, I've had many agents tell me, you know, with that accent, you're um, restricted. There's not much you can do. Um, You might be put for Italian roles. And I am, but then when I am put for Italian roles, I never get them. I find some, yeah, truly, I an Australian girl got it that maybe it has a Italian grandma or something, and it doesn't really matter. So I find myself in this weird little place where it's like, I don't know where to go. Like, What do I do? I can't change my accent. I can't change the way I look. It, they say they want diversity, but then it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really work out for me. I feel like I look... That if you put me next to like a row of of Australian girls, I look diverse. I look different. I have curly hair, big nose, a little darker. But then if you put me next to a really diverse girl, I look white. So (laughs) it feels like I don't fit anywhere. Yeah. I find that really, yeah, difficult.
0: I mean, that's uh, that's really interesting as well because I just think that that is so limiting. Uh, This is the side of the industry that I absolutely (laughs) dislike. It's very limiting when someone says your accent is limiting to what you can do. Cause I mean, like I think, you know, the color of your skin shouldn't really matter. it, it just mm. all dependent on lighting. Mm. Like they used to have this thing where it's like, if you were darker skinned, people didn't want to light you because they didn't understand how the light would work because of someone pasty. Wow. It was very much like, yeah. like underlining racism, but it was yeah. because, you know, they didn't want to acknowledge that there was someone of color in the film uh-huh. but it was also a lighting thing so you do have to light people differently because of their skin color yeah that's sense. just natural yeah. um uh, situations because the camera picks up different lights but uh, one thing is i would you know you know the fact that you have an accent doesn't define <laughs> what you can do and that yeah. baffles like it, obviously if you have someone who is has a thick aussie accent mm-hmm. and your actor can't do that accent yeah, get someone who can do the accent. Get mm. someone who ticks the majority yeah, of the boxes. Yeah, you're looking for an Australian accent, But But don't. If you want someone who's like, has Italian, you know, uh, looks to them and, and, and you know, like, can, you know, have the accent naturally. Mm. Go with the natural option rather than someone who just goes, I can put one on and uh. just go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it doesn't. Well,
1: yeah, like, I guess it doesn't. Whatever it might. I feel like they pick whatever it's. Easier, I don't know, whatever they just think looks better.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, obviously, like, I feel it's kind of like them ticksing, ticking up boxes. Mm-hmm. And I know we were chatting a bit about it before we started recording about diversity and diversifying roles. Mm. Um, there is still, like, I think the thing is, if people look at you, mm. they would think, yeah, mm. you know, very Italian, mm-hmm. very much like looks Italian mm. but there's some people out there that you wouldn't you wouldn't look at and go they're Italian mm-hmm. like I have one friend mm,
1: for, sure, for um,
0: sure and I think she looks more Eurasian than she actually ever would Italian but mm. her, her background is Italian yeah and it's just like go. You know, you don't look it. Yeah, yeah. But in uh, this is the problem. They come in different shapes and Yeah,
1: sizes. Many Italians are pale as hell and like have red hair. It doesn't, yeah, of course. Yeah, it just, so
0: it's, we, we put everyone in categories. So. Yeah, we very much. And yeah, have you noticed like in films, everyone looks the same so they can justify it. Mm. This is how Italy looks. This is how yeah. Asia looks. Like this is how like, you know, and yeah. most of, you know, actors kind of just don't look that yeah. alike or most people don't actually look that alike and actually are born in all sorts of places mm. in the wor- around the world so it is very much my mind- yeah. like
1: i always thought like okay you know what fine i have an accent but i feel like i i have a good chance for like italian roles i feel like i look very italian i can uh, it's my first language i can speak it very yeah. easily uh no <laughs> it doesn't matter um yeah. And I I at first I started with theater and mm-hmm. I I love theater but I I I left it pretty quickly because it felt like a very Australian kind of I don't know place for me it felt like mm-hmm. very um every play was a very Australian play. So I just yeah. felt like I didn't I didn't find my place there. Um, but anyways, it's fine because I prefer film. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then in film, like whenever I'm put for, you know, we're looking for a real Italian that can speak Italian. I was like, oh, I got this in the back. How many Italians are here that are actors? Come on. Uh, and then it doesn't happen. And then I can't get a normal Australian role so I just find myself like in this weird like what do I what do I do I can't get
0: it yeah yeah but you talked about you talked about having bad experiences on set what's been some of the ones where you just go right
1: (laughs) um well and unfortunately I haven't been in many like big professional um, sets I've I've done a lot of independent stuff yeah um, because that's what i seem to be getting most um and especially at the beginning i just wanted to get some experience so i thought okay you know short films are available student short films and i do tfp photo shoots to get some shots um yeah and it was fine but i yeah i I had either like really um uh how do you say like unprofessional people on set that were like very rude or just late or just not prepared and for me coming from uh studying acting it's like you prepare hours with the script you find the intention and you find everything and then i get here and these actors are like oh i haven't i haven't looked at the script yet i haven't learned it and just shocking to me um but it's not as important as theater um i had a lot of photographers maybe like kind of be a little too touchy or taking a little advantage you know um i've had people um like I've had these sh- this short film shoot that I'll never forget it really scarred me because it was supposed to be like a quick two hours um, and I thought okay I have nothing to do might as well do it and um, you know we finished the shoot at that we finished that shoot in this location and I'm like okay fine it's done because everyone was quite um, you know new to it I yeah. guess and it's, it's like understandable, but for someone like me who does have a lot of experience, I was really like, gosh, just, just give me the camera. I'll show you how to do it. I don't know. It was just a lot. And then mm. they just took me to the second location, which wasn't mentioned. That was an hour away. Oh. And I was like, yeah. And I was crazy to me. So they, I got in this car and they drove me an hour away into this place. And I waited like three hours and it was the simplest shoot. And they didn't feed us or give us anything. And it lasted like eight hours. And then it was dark and they were like, okay, cool, thank you, bye. And it was free, by the way, it wasn't paid. And I had to catch two buses. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I had to catch two buses home at night. Yeah, it was just like, God, how did I let this happen? Like, how did when I was get this? it? When was this? This was um, maybe like three years ago.
0: Wow! Yeah, that's on. That's some real unprofessionalism. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Um. Wow.
1: Yeah. Free. No food. No, just totally unprepared. Like, didn't tell me about this other location. Was so far away, and then like. I'm a girl at night in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I have to catch these buses. I don't know where they're going. Like it was, yeah, yeah.
0: What the actual fuck,
2: like yeah.
1: what? <laughs> I know. Um, so ever since then, I'm like a little more careful when I pick, yeah, my projects because sometimes they're like. Unfortunately, you don't know they're like that until you're there.
0: Yeah, it's and it's interesting because like I've I've done uh, like some paid things and some uh, you know TFP and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. But I I definitely think that, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes people just don't, you know, they're like, ah, the project wasn't for me. It Mm. wasn't anything personal. And I've been on sets where I'm just like, they haven't fed us. Mm. And I've been here five hours. Like, I need food. And and or like, you know, especially when you're doing someone like a favor, if you're doing like Mm -hmm. like, uh, behind the scenes stuff, like you're bringing gear and stuff, provide Mm -hmm. them parking. Like yeah, if they yeah. have a vehicle, provide mm. them parking. Like there was the one thing I always used to do. I was like if I ever did anyone um like got people to come in and do things for free, mm. I would feed the crap out of them. Like mm. there would always be a banquet worth of food. Mm-hmm. Um because you want people to come back mm. and enjoy mm. their experience yeah. and not be like, "Oh, that was like um sure. the worst experience." And I had one shoot. This was years ago. What it was like, I was like, oh my God, this seems like the most unprofessional shoot I've ever, ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because myself and the DOP just didn't see eye to eye on what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like, they kind of wasted everyone's time by doing these things. That it was kind of like my naivety of yeah. not taking charge of the situation. I was yes. like, I was like, oh, I should have just said to them, "Nope, nah, this is what I want. Do it or for we're sure. g- wrapping. I like, think that's really important to yeah.
1: have, you know, because sometimes you do have to have that. Okay, look, this is a little, you know, yeah, it's be able a, to speak up for yeah. yourself because, yeah. you know, you're the one doing it. You're the one in that situation. Yeah. Um, Take it's, care of yourself. I guess I'm too scared to come across as like a bitch. But you know, you're not. You're just Yeah. You know.
0: It's it and I think the thing is also like I've had the people who like worked with me, the actors who worked with me, are happy to come and do anything for me, like, you know, happy to come back on any project. Mm. But it's it's one of those things that they you know, when you create like even if you don't sync up with one person on set or it's like a really bad day in terms of mm. like deemed professionalism. Mm-hmm. They're gonna like if you've made everyone else feel good, mm-hmm. they're gonna love you. Like, just don't mm-hmm. let your, I guess, yeah. you know, take care of yourself and take care of everyone else because there's, yeah, it's the cycle effect. Yeah. I know. And also, just remember people have bad days. Yeah. Like, yeah. some days you'll go to work and you'll be like, God, fuck this. Like, yeah, I just can't. Like, sure. I've got so much going on in my life. Like, this is just gotta get this done. And everyone goes, Oh, why are you unhappy? And you just go, I'm having a bad day. And they're like, Oh, that was really rude. They're really unprofessional. And you just go, I'm oh, having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Not, not like being an asshole. So yeah, yeah there's yeah, that whole, sure. um, yeah, I don't think it's coming across as being a bitch to stand up, to, you know, for yourself and your, yeah. your well being, and, and how do things speed up? Because I feel like mm-hmm. being open and honest, especially on set is more professional yeah. because it puts everyone in the same box of where they all sit. And they go, Oh, actually, no, that's fair. Like, I understand where your, you know, stresses are coming Absolutely. from. Absolutely. Because yeah. um, you know, a lot of people don't know what other people do and and it's good I think the best thing is to always ask questions. Yeah. They're like, what's your okay, job? Yeah. Um, so that yeah. I can help you. Especially with, like, actors with sound and um, camera and lighting, they go, where do you want, you know, I always love the fact when, you know, I see actors on set and they go, oh, where do you want me to stand? So, do you want me to stand this way so the light looks good or, you know, continuity-wise, like, what do you want me to do? And they ask questions so that everyone feels like, oh, yeah, that's great, that's good, you know, like they're involved and they're active part of the, the crew. Yeah,
1: because um, in the end, you're all there for the same reason. You're creating yeah. the same thing. So why not, you know, um, I don't know, be there for each other and talk to each other and help each other out to make this the best thing that you can possibly make. And Yeah. Yeah, and just be nice. I don't know. like <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to be? I, I feel like I, I think integrity is very important. I, I always yeah. try to make myself... The easiest person to work with. I, you know, you text me, I'll get back to you immediately. I'm punctual. Like I'm nice. I, I like to talk to people. You tell me what to do, I'll take your direction. I want to make myself easy to work with, um, because you know, connections are important, and maybe you make friends, and it's just yeah, yeah. Like why wouldn't you be? Um, in the end, it hasn't helped me much, <laughs> so maybe that doesn't matter as much um, to some people. But I don't know. It's just it doesn't cost anything, and it, I I feel like it makes you an easier person to work yeah absolutely
0: yeah. and i feel um you know i feel it's just come across as general generosity and being polite to you know each other is n- mm. no money or time wasted mm. um yeah yeah it's it's very important i feel like you've just really hit the nail on the head with when it comes to just like you know, being a good, efficient person. Because mm. um, yeah, punctual mm. You know, being punctual. Like it's funny. Like you know that they saying in film where it's like if you're twenty minutes early, you're on time. Yeah. But if you're on, t- like if you're on, on time, time you're late. Yeah. And I have always followed that rule where it's like you get to work or you get somewhere fifteen minutes early because you just yeah. you don't want to get it's delayed. Just respect as well. Like, yeah. I
1: would hate to be a burden to all yeah. these people who are there waiting for me. Like. I would yeah. Hate that like
0: yeah um and i feel yeah it's just you know and also most of the time like if you are the like one of the people early on set you can just go and do stuff like you can
1: yeah. in the end waiting for an actor is one of the biggest mm. thing you're gonna wait a lot a long time on set that's just part of the job so you know just come prepared for yeah. it yeah
0: what's been one of the best experiences though you've had on set like what's one of the ones that you're like oh my god this was great
1: <laughs> see that's the thing i always remember the worst one um more than the than the good one. I feel like I, I always keep the, <laughs> yeah, the worst it's, it, experiences. It's trauma. Know. It's trauma. It's trauma for sure. Um I don't know. For me, I, I remember this music videos. I love music videos. I don't know why. They're just the most fun for me. Um mm. and it was just crazy. Like I was all dressed up and like I was like a werewolf and had this crazy stuff on me and it was just this colorful set and the director, she was like super nice when we talked before and everyone was just there to have a good time. And um, no, dunno. No, it was just like super fun. Like it yeah. was just, we were all having fun and I don't know, that one sticks out to me. Um, yeah, I've done this feature film a long time ago and that was a good experience. Like everyone was professional. It was a cool professional set, we I love. Yeah. And you know, it, yeah, so every time there's a good experience it's just oh i'm actually like working on my acting and and things like that so i get to do what i love and it's a good experience i leave and i'm like i want to do it again and this, this yeah is why i do what i do because yeah
2: that's
0: great
1: yeah it like, happened for sure <laughs> yeah 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 had some good short films where i stayed in touch with the director and we worked on other stuff after that and yeah yeah so it, it depends um we all do this so that we get that chance to actually yeah. have that good experience. Um, even though there are bad experiences in the way, we just can't stop. I can't stop wanting to do it and you know, yeah. hope that it's a good experience because <laughs> it really it does stick with you. It's like, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, do you, do you have, what makes you enjoy a set experience as well? Like, is it is it just good communication or is it like the vibe in general?
1: Um, I think it's a mix of professionalism mm. Um, and like the vibe as well. Yeah. If you're a good person, but you are also professional. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just when you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going on set today. You know, that feels so cool. And, you know, and you're around all these people that are doing their job and they're doing it well. And it looks really cool. And you're there prepared with your lines and you're working with your Actors and the directors are like super nice and professional and have a vision. Yeah. And you're just working, you're all working together and it's a good experience and you're making something. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just, yeah.
2: Great. Mm. Yeah. No,
0: that's, that's great. Mm. Like, you just want, always... there's
1: nothing like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, like, this is
1: my job. Like, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That. Like, so I want to bring us on to, like, um, you know, also when it comes to like, mental health as well mm. as um social media because social media like mm. are you are you someone to promote yourself a little bit how do you go about promoting promoting <laughs> yourself
1: oh i don't know <laughs> i i i wouldn't i would never consider myself an influencer what am i gonna influence you <laughs> about i even like saying opinions i'm too scared to do that because yeah. i feel like too many people are my I don't know, come back and say something like, that's wrong or like, I don't yeah. like that. And it's like, I'm just going to keep it to myself. Um, so I'm not, I guess, huge on promoting myself. Yeah. Um, I have fun on it. I, I do like my Instagram just because I like taking photos and posting them and making it look nice. But it's really more for myself, I guess. Uh-huh. I'm too scared to promoting myself. But even though it's important, I- I'm just too scared to like give my own opinion or my beliefs. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like being an influencer, like who am I to tell you what to do <laughs> and what's right or isn't, you know?
0: Yeah, because you, like, you, your Instagram.
1: I'm figuring it out myself. So. Yeah,
0: your Instagram's a little bit of eclectic, kind of like different <laughs> things. Would you, how would you describe it? Just yeah. you being you?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's like a specific um, thing. I, if I had more jobs, I would love to post more about it. <laughs> if I had more work, I would post more about that than like acting and modeling. Um in the meantime, you know, I'll just take a nice uh, photo and I think it looks nice and I'll post it. Uh but it's a bit it's a bit all over the place. It, yeah. It really is just for me and for fun. Yeah. I love that though. That's mm. like that's yeah. the
0: what you want is to have fun with what you do. Yeah. Um was that like when you come to roles, though, like, mm. is there particular genres of films that you wanted to? <laughs> I
1: I don't know. I'm very open to everything. I feel like I'm always kind of put into like the romantic kind of yeah. girl or something like that. Um, but like, I'd love to do comedy, for example. Super hard, but I, I I'd love to try that. Um, I love horror. I love horror. So like, really? I, yeah, it's one of my favorite genres. So I'd love to do that. I'd love to do something so, like, crazy and different. Uh, I'd love to do, like, um, like a role that's not, like, a bad character, but, you know, a, a character that has, like, some, like, problem, like an antagonist or something, because those are fascinating to me. So just something that's a challenge, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Other than, you know, the romantic girl who's on a date with the guy, and it's just that's so easy and it's so boring.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah, because I feel like you can all automatically fall on, fall into that and just yeah. be like, hmm. Um, but you talk about also, like, with the whole, you know, like, modelling and stuff and that world, you know, being like, you know, the off experience with photographers and stuff, but, you yeah. know, some good experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is the downside of, uh, you know, uh, time for print, which, mm. you know, there is always a little bit of <laughs> yeah. dodginess to it. Oh, yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, was... Was there anything that you were just like, was it just the too touchy kind of thing? Or is it just kind of like, does that, you know, do you get to a point where you're going, okay, well, you know, if I do modeling, I want to be paid for it. Or is it kind of like, you're still a little bit just like, Mm. if I like the work, I'm going to do it. But if I don't like the work, I won't, I won't touch it. Are you raking yourself to what you want to like siphon through more so now?
1: It's, it's difficult for me because I believe I'm worth a little more than Free. I mean, if I see a photographer that and I love his photos, then mm-hmm. I would love to just collab for sure. Yeah. Um. But I I really find difficulties um getting paid work. Yeah. So I do find myself doing a lot of TFPS and things like that. Even though when I I get to it, um, it's very amateur and uh, you know the photos aren't great and so I, I I would rather be paid for it because in the end I have six years experience. Yeah. I, I know what to do. I know how to pose. I know everything. Um. So yeah, I'd rather do that. But in the end, you know, I need photos. Yeah. <laughs> so I will do TFPs. Um. And uh, luckily, I've I've done enough of them that I have a pool of photographers that I trust and that I like. Yeah. So I will collab with them because in the end, it's it's once again it's the photography itself. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the modeling, and so I I will do it if I get the chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bit. Yeah. It's a bit of a
0: <laughs> it's a bit of an eclectic thing, isn't it yeah. like TFP. yeah, oh, yeah, for sure
1: like I've had, yeah <laughs> good experiences and bad experiences, um the biggest thing for me that I never knew that I wish someone told me was, yeah, sometimes you may never see those photos again, oh yeah, never <laughs> or footage, you know, you work on this, and you're like, I'm just doing it for my showreel, yeah, well, you're never gonna see that footage again,
0: isn't that interesting that that's like the thing, um.
1: I think that's so rude. I don't know. I just think that's crazy.
0: Yeah, like, I I think, like, um, if I've ever been guilty of that, it's down to laziness more than <laughs> sure, anything. sure, um, sure. But, but mean, at like, least tell
1: me, hey, look, I'm lazy. I didn't do it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, like, like, they disappear. Yeah, no, I, th- when
0: people go ghost, <laughs> yeah. like, full ghost, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, um, yeah I've heard of this. I've managed to now... Um, do photography like um you know and and the thing I always say is like um, my partner says it all the time she's like oh you should be paid for your work mm. I never charge because I'm just mm. I just know everyone. Mm. so I'm like I'll happily do it you know That's a nice. photo for you but I also like i I get to a point where I edit about 10 photos and I'm like these are the 10 photos I like you can pick out of all the JPEGs what you want. Oh, that's nice. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going to edit 10 photos. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. you know, If you want something extra, I'll do it. But don't ask me to edit like 100 photos. No,
1: you're being overly nice. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly.
0: Um, and I just... It's because I like... Yeah. photography like it, i'm very much like my dad's a photographer so it's just always been something that are like i love concept shoots though i hate mm. i think with modeling shoots they're great but they're very kind of the same 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 mm. and it has to have a purpose behind it, mm-hmm. it always has to have like it doesn't just glamorify, fry mm. um you know and and glorify the female figure it needs to have mm-hmm. something in it yeah. where it's like there's a story or there's an element and a lot of my photography if people look at my instagram and stuff is either photos of my partner or photos of my friends in horror scenarios. Mm. And we create horror sketches out of it. So we have makeup, we have, like, lighting. Um, And I love it because Mm -hmm. it gives us something different to work with and it's not necessarily Mm. the traditional photos that you get in, you know, like... And I think it's also just... People forget then to have fun with photos. Like mm. you've got to have had this sort of sense of like, it is fun. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you're being silly. You're acting in front of a camera. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's a very much like, a, oh my God, you know, this can be completely fun. Yeah. It's um, a form of
1: art in itself anyways, you know. Yeah, 100%. And, when, and I, I, when I do it, I don't think much about myself per se, but I think about what the photo is going to look like in total. Yeah. You know? So that's why artsy shoot are my favorites for sure because you really do go crazy and you just yeah you yeah. something that's interesting.
0: I like I just I find that so innately interesting as well. I think it's also though as a filmmaker I've definitely mm. challenged myself because I watched the other day <laughs> watched the film I made in high school, yeah, and how it looked and man it's clunky <laughs> and you know that's ten years ago and I think even in the space of ten years. Of having people go, yep, yeah, that's right, yep, yeah, that's wrong, you know, and listening to people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And I'm the worst person ever to put a value on myself and my time mm. um, because I'm such a, I'll help you out and you help me out kind of person. Mm. I love doing that. Yeah. Um, especially because it, I feel like I'm five again, making a film in the backyard, like, yeah. you know, with friends. And yeah. every time I get to make something, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, but I yeah. do, because I've done editing for so long, I do say to this to anyone. If you give me a film that I think isn't particularly well shot, mm-hmm. I will struggle to edit it more because I think that you haven't thought that much about what you want. Mm. And and as an editor, you know, like we do have the ability to save a film, but I think you should also learn that sometimes that isn't going to work and you yeah. might need to res- You might need to go with much more planning. And I've been on short films where mm. I did. I knew they didn't have plans mm-hmm. and I've been like, you should always have a plan. Yeah. And I say this to anyone who directs or like stuff, mm. the best thing I've ever done, and I still do it to the- this day, I started doing it like probably this year, is get all your actors before you film a scene to do their lines into their phone or their microphone mm. at home, yeah. send them in, And then compile the scene together and then do an animation to those voices with music and stuff. Mm. And the reason being is you get a sense of what it's going to sound like, what it's going to feel like, and then, you know, because it takes like a couple of hours for these actors to do their lines. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like, oh, my God, this is 100% what you're going to do on the day. It gives you an outline of how it's going to look. And it's so much better to be like, I've had a practice run. Now when I actually make it, it's going to be better than this. Mm. And you always just make it better and better. And yeah. that's it's just a process thing. So it gives everyone from like the director of photography to yeah. the the editor to the like everyone to have a sense of what it's going to look like.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And that's the right thing to do. And yeah. it's super professional. But people are going to be too lazy to do that. 100%.
0: <laughs> it's 100% the, the, yeah. the laziness. Convincing people to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am, although, if anyone knows me, and then like. People who do listen to this do know, I will say this, they all know how persistent I am on being annoying with emails. <laughs> oh, I'm just yeah. like, by the way, don't forget <laughs> that you have to do this thing for me because you've said you would. Yeah,
1: that's good. You're, yeah, yeah. I follow
0: up and, yeah, and then people just go, oh, I haven't done it yet. And I'm like, oh, no, this is why I'm sending the seventh email <laughs> yeah. to remind you that you need to do it exactly. and I need to do it. Um, yeah. And I get life gets busy, but it's just like do the thing. Do yeah, thing for sure. No, you're 100% um, right. But, yeah, it it does save you so much time later. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I feel yeah. you forget with filmmaking is that sense of fun and that sense of, like, yeah um, playfulness.
1: Yeah, because I feel like I haven't been on a set that things haven't either gone over time or there's something that, you know, they didn't yeah. foresee. Like, I don't know, you can see the light in the mirror. What are we going to do when that takes an hour to figure it out? Yeah. Like, it, it, there's, like bumps in the road in, in every shoot, I feel. Yeah. So, like, being as prepared as possible, like, it's just going to save you a lot of time and it's just going to make it easier for you and, and the project in itself. So.
0: 100%. And I feel like the ones that, um the the definitely the films that I've watched or, like, short films that I've worked on, mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh-huh, that one was really good or <laughs> that one was clunky. Like, I've worked on ones where, you know, directors haven't thought about music They've mm. just, they've gone, nah, it doesn't need music. And you watch it and you go, that definitely it needs music. <laughs> needs music. It, it's so flat. Oh um, and other ones where I've seen where it's like, um, you know, that I've had to cut out certain lines because they've realized when they wrote the script that it actually, there was two on the nose mm. to say certain bits of dialogue and everything. Like there was one film I worked on a few years back and I was editing it. And it was shot and I wasn't there on the day they were shooting, but I got the footage back and it starred um, uh, uh, two wonderful actors and um, they, yeah, um, Rachel Kim Cross, who was playing the female role, had this line where she had to explain that she was assaulted. Mm. Um, you know, while her husband was away at the, you know, like a war, like, I think it was meant to be sitting out, So it was like probably in um, Iraq or somewhere. Right. And she used the word, you know, rape. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching and going, no one says this. No one uses that word Mm. when they're crying or they're kind of like, especially it feels so like. You would struggle. There was yeah. no struggle with her saying it. It wasn't her performance. It was just the way it was, 100%. like a little bit written that it was like, "This is written from the male perspective of, yeah." yeah you just say it, and yeah, there's no. like exposition. And when she said it's it, I was like, to say in general, like, yeah." <laughs> you've
1: been through it, like you don't want to. It. No, like, it's real. If you, say yeah, it you
0: um, say it. so I was like, definitely just kind of like, oh, okay, this is it needs to be cut. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, like. Removed it and it sounded so much better Just by removing that one word So there was a sense of just That's where you can save a film Like you can just remove a word or something in particular And yeah. it sounds a lot better yeah, Than when you were just originally done it And you're like, oh Yeah, you know,
1: okay. that's a big difference with theatre and, and yeah. film Because I have my my training in theatre Yeah, You spend six weeks working on the same play You know, you have six weeks of rehearsal Yeah, Before doing the play, I don't know, six nights ahead um, and, you know, how, how you see that play at the beginning of the six weeks is very different than the end. Yeah, you, you really work through it, like every word, you think about it, you change it, every action, you 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 know, it, it changes, it, it transforms. You don't have that with film. You don't really have that much time, and it's really disconnected because you have the writer, and then you have the director, and then you have the actors, like it passes down to these people, so they don't really get a chance to really work together as much, yeah. And everyone might have a different opinion of the same thing. And, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of crazy how you have so much, you know, rehearsal with theater and not much at all with film. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was really. It's,
0: yeah, it's so true. Like, um, and I feel like, you know, I recently went to go and see Hamilton, which oh, is a great, yeah. great musical. But I, one of the things that I do remember was the night um my partner and i saw it we were sitting and i was just going i'd never seen hamilton before so Ah. not listened to the soundtrack or anything she knew all the Ah. lyrics yes (laughs) and um i sat there and i just go i can't understand what the fuck they're saying some of the time (laughs) and it's just like because the acoustics and everything wasn't fabulous and i think they stumbled a couple of times on their words Mm -hmm. and you just kind of go uh-huh so i'm trying to pick up the story but I'm also understanding that I can't actually understand you because of the sound system or because of how you're talking into the microphone. So,
1: yeah. And it's such a full on, you it's, know.
0: It's two hours of just music.
1: <laughs> yeah. And rapping. Like, yeah. A rapping super fast. Um, so,
0: yeah. And it's a great. Hamilton is amazing. It's a great performance. But it's just, yeah, it was one of the most sort of like you could tell they rehearsed it, but then they went into lockdown and then it came out of lockdown, had probably a very minimal For rehearsal sure. again, and mm-hmm. then went straight back into it. And you could tell they still were warming up to doing so many performances again. Like they Mm -hmm. were just kind of like, we've been out of work for so long and now we're back to it. And it's just like,
1: yeah, it's hard to just, you know, go back in. Like even as an actor, like getting into a character, once again, with theater, you you study, you change your body and you change your voice. And you can do that with film too, but with theater, you, you have a time for that given to you. Yeah. With film, you do work at home by yourself, and many people don't do that. They don't have time. They
2: don't work. <laughs> it. <laughs> so, it's true. Yeah.
0: Um, I think also the one thing I do like about that, though, is people come to set and they just go, okay, I'm going to try a few different things I've had mm. in my mind mm. and go wild with it. But, um, yeah. you know, generally the thing I love doing is also talking to the actors and going, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do with this character? What do you want to challenge mm. about them? And then they kind of go away and think about it. Yeah. And you kind of poke the bear kind of situation because yeah. it does get you actively going, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm. Um, I do also think, like, you know – Going back to sort of like, you know, challenging, I think it's also good to throw actors curveballs. Sure. Just being like, well, how about this? You know, yeah. have you thought about trying this? Or have you thought yeah. about like, um, you know, one of the things where you watch people on set and they get very hesitant about getting into people's personal bubbles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm just like, nope, go straight into it. Just, just yeah. go for it. Because like if you two feel safe and comfortable, go for it. Like yeah. just get in each other's faces about it. Because yeah. it creates discomfort in the audience as well like it and it's such a small thing where you go oh yeah it's actually quite unsettling yeah um because no. yeah like naturally our personal boundaries would be like if you're not intimate with someone they're probably about there or there which True. is like i'm holding my hands probably about like a body length apart True. and you, because when you're you know close with someone or affectionate with someone in real life you're yeah. always much closer to them because mm-hmm. you know you are essentially one person yeah but yeah it's it's interesting because if you know when you have to pretend you're so- with someone else on theater or yeah. in film you have to kind of be comfortable yeah. within the space and it's more
1: like it's in your body you don't even realize you're doing that with someone you're close with so yeah when you're with someone you're not close with instantly your body just stays well yeah. you know so you need the director to like because they see that. You need that third person directing is So, yeah, I love directing it. Yeah.
0: Would you ever do it? Would you ever love to direct? I've, as
1: well? Yeah, I've done some. I have. I've directed a play in the past. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Um, huge experience. <laughs> I love directing. Uh, my boyfriend is a musician. So I told him, record your songs so I can make you a music video. <laughs> so I did. I made him two music videos. So oh, my I, God. I directed him with that. Um, no, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's just... I don't know you probably wouldn't think someone like me who's a quiet introvert would be you know a good director but it's like no like I have I have the opinion I know what I want I will make sure to get what I want. And, yeah, I love directing. I would love to direct, like, a film or something, for sure.
0: I love how much of this coin is flipped the other way. You're like, <laughs> I have no opinions, but I love directing. And I have all the opinions. If like, it's something
1: <laughs> I know and I'm passionate about, hell, yeah. You got it. I love
0: that. That's that's the energy you want as yeah. well. Like, it's it's funny. I do agree with you. And being an introvert, like, I'm an introvert, too, and I host a podcast. Like, mm, um, you know.
1: It's our releases. You know, yeah. Like, it's
0: And it's funny because... Um, I don't get, like, I'm very easy one-on-one. Anyone who sees me in a group scenario will know this, that in group scenarios I get very quiet because mm-hmm. I have n- no interest in making huge noises in groups unless someone's yeah. directly talking to me. Yeah. But one-on-one, chatterbox galore. Like, sure. I love talking to people because I get more of a way to be, you know, like, let down my guard and talk to them professionally and unprofessionally. Like, yeah. um, but I'm also one of those people who don't ha- doesn't have a facade. I don't have this layer of mask. Mm. You know, what you see is what you get kind of kooky, crazy. Yeah. And um I think also just in terms of like I'm very um proactive in making sure everything is a safe space mm-hmm. and everyone's enjoying their working experience if I'm on doing something. Or yeah. just that everyone's having a nice time in general. Yeah. Like also I am I think
1: introverts that make some of the best workers, yeah. I mean, like you know, they they listen a lot more than they speak. So yeah, you know they have that entail of what's going on they can see things that other people don't see and if they need to take charge on something they they will yeah, yeah they definitely will
0: like i i think that's incredible that you you know you're very you're very energetic and <laughs> oh, and <wow>. yeah i've <laughs> no, never
1: been told that in my life Thank i you. love that's it nice.
0: um you're very like already just from meeting you i'm just like like oh man, you've got so much energy and a positive energy. Like you have a positive aura and you know and personality about you, which I think is great. Oh, um, but I mean, like you know, we'll we'll touch a bit on mental health as well. Cause sure, let's go yeah. down that rabbit hole. How um, much time do we have? <laughs> We've got time. Okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, like you know, because you know, obviously, you lost your um, you lost your dad, mm-hmm. and like. Did you grow up with a lot of mental health issues prior to that? Or was that kind of like stemmed off that?
1: Mm, Not at all. I I think before my dad died and I moved, I had a very easy, simple life. And I mean, I was a child, but it was very much like... I mean, my parents were divorced. Yeah. But that never affected me. I, I was born, you know... I was used to just like going to my father's every Saturday and Sunday and then stay with my mom for the rest of the week. It was just kind of normal to me. Yeah. Um. I got to see both as much. So yeah, that didn't affect me as much as it might affect other people.
2: Mm.
1: I had friends, I, I you know, at school and passions and I was playing around and I was just a normal, happy kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then I moved and my dad died and I, <laughs> and <then> I changed. <laughs> I grew up. I grew yeah. up real quick. Um. Yeah. I in instantly I felt way more mature than yeah. any other kid there. Um, in fact, I actually skipped a year in high school, so I did only four years in high school. Really? I graduated at seventeen. Wow! And I finished university at nineteen, so I I was really young, and I already I did everything. I felt really mature. Um, you know, I I wasn't interested in little I don't know like high school mm. dramas and talks and like even today I don't care about drama as much. Um, and yeah, it just made me really mature. It made me very, um, independent. Mm -hmm. So, because, because when he died, I didn't have anyone and my mom didn't really talk about it or I didn't talk much to my brother and there was the only people that I knew there. So I had to deal with the trauma by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I have a problem or something, I deal with it by myself. Yeah. And that can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing because sometimes you need help, and right? it's okay to ask for help. Hmm. But it made me like, you know, I I don't need anyone. I just need myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it it has positive and negatives, but it, it definitely made me. It made me grow up. That's the thing that I realized the most. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: Did you, that's that's incredible. That that's kind of like. Did you also go through like? a little bit of um with high school and stuff Mm. did you go through a very much a disconnection between everyone else because of it as well because i know you talked a bit about like not everyone being able to relate to it but did Mm. you have a complete like you know especially during puberty and all that did you have a very big disconnect with people
1: yeah hugely not just because uh of what i went through with my father but the the cultural was huge And I moved from Italy to um, Port Douglas Queensland oh wow okay <laughs> yeah so middle of nowhere yeah tropics um, so the the difference was huge I I didn't yeah I didn't relate to anyone there I didn't yeah. I didn't really have friends so like once I moved I moved out as soon as I graduated I couldn't move to I couldn't wait to move to Sydney mm. um, I don't speak to anyone there? Like I, I didn't really have a bond with anybody. Yeah. I was very much a lonely kid. Yeah, and I, I like being alone. Like I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> luckily for me. Because yeah. Otherwise, it would be really bad. But yeah, sometimes, um, yeah, that's what the relying on myself is from. I, I didn't really have friends to rely yeah. on too much. Yeah. yeah. So that's um. Mm.
0: It's interesting as well because yeah, like I wouldn't call you know Queensland the most. Hmm. <laughs> where place? Um, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. I, I feel... Yeah, because, you know, Queensland and Sydney, well, you know, New South Wales in particular, mm-hmm. po- oh, you know, pockets are similar, but a majority of people who live in Sydney are not very like people who live in Queensland when no. we're quite a lot more different. We're well, less yeah. ochre, I think, as well. We're very more aware that there's a lot of different people. Yeah,
1: um, I was certainly the only immigrant there yeah certainly yeah um to so the like, close-minded i don't know if that's rude to say i don't mean it to be rude but um, i could say i could say of, yeah yeah aware of other places like other cities let alone other countries so they were yeah really, you know it wasn't really a big thing and it wasn't very interesting to them anyways that i was from a different country <laughs> they didn't really yeah It it seemed like a very comfortable life where that's where they're born grow up and stay
2: yeah you know
1: and i couldn't wait for me it's like the world is huge you know yeah huge and it's hard for Australia, because it is an island away from everyone, so it really instantly you have this disconnect, yeah, and then you go to a little countryside and it's even more disconnected, yeah, so I just felt very very out of place yeah yeah
0: and did that did that sort of sink into your self esteem and your self worth a lot of the time or was it was it quite good that it didn't? did you have a lot of um self esteem issues
1: um yeah <laughs> I think so, <laughs> I blocked those ears out of my mind, yeah, 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 on. look i
0: fair enough <laughs> i I wouldn't blame you,
1: yeah, um, I mean, I certainly do now, um yeah, i wasn't I didn't envy them, I didn't feel too bad at you know yeah. the way I was, but um, I just felt very different, yeah, yeah, and still today, I feel very different than other people, um so. Is, yeah.
0: that, is that because of what's happening in your life or do you think it's just how you've always felt
1: I think I yeah because it happened in my life and you know ever since that from 13 on yeah I just felt very disconnected I think um yeah from people and I felt very I do feel I have self-esteem issues with my introversy for example I I feel like that's one thing that kind of you can't decide to be an introvert and I feel like that's a big burden, I guess, that I have it doesn't allow me to be myself, yeah, I feel like people tend to listen to the louder person in the room, yeah. so I feel like I've missed a lot of opportunities because of that. I feel like it keeps me back a lot, you know, from just give things a go and 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 talk to people and things like that, so it yeah, and I feel like the effect of high school where I was very much by myself um made it so much worse, frankly.
2: yeah. I
0: I hundred percent agree with that. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> High school is a deadly place as well. Oh my well. gosh! Yeah. Um. <laughs> did you? Was this something that I know? Like you know, because in Italian culture, and also probably like just in general, like a lot of European cultures, you know, food is kind of like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, big cuisines, big you know, mm-hmm. big meals, family lunches. Obviously, you talked about going um and having um meals yeah. with does that put a lot of pressure on how you look as an actor as well like how thin you need to be and how like
1: it does a lot uh with modeling mostly yeah i've been lucky i haven't i've always been okay with the way i look i never yeah felt you know had many like main huge issues with it mm. um but when i got into modeling it is really much just about the way you look in your body. Yeah. So it is hard to not let that affect you. Mm. Um and I mean I've never thought Italian food is fattening. Like No, it's not, delicious as well. Since, since I moved here, people are like, Oh my god, pasta is so fat. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what about all the sauces you guys you uh, Yeah? Know? That's sugar. That's just sugar. No, it's um Italian food is very healthy. Uh, yeah. I think. Um so I was never and I'm not gonna stop eating Italian food. It's the only thing I can eat, honestly um but yeah like with modeling i do feel like i need to keep my weight you know yeah you know i have to be careful i I should be thinner i should work out more because it seems like that's the preferred body type i guess yeah and it's harder for someone like me to find work in that kind of you know yeah it's hard to not let it get to you yeah Yeah. so it, it is that um worry about the way you look a lot yeah yeah and i have curly hair and it's hard to manage and not many girls have curly hair so it's like yeah you think about yeah everything
0: yeah that's like it i feel like that's the downside of you know being a girl in this industry as well like mm. you don't know, you have all these facets with people yeah. highly judge um
1: there's so much comparison it's yeah heaven. there really is yeah.
0: um like do you do you feel like that with modeling as well like you know, the, some of the time you felt like the photos glorify you in a way that you didn't like.
1: Yeah, there are some photos where I look at them and I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> Jesus, that's terrible. That's how I look. And yeah, it, it affects me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does not make me look good. Um, yeah. You know, that might just be in my head. I don't know. Like it, body, you know, issues are really, you know. In yeah. The They really affect you. They're big. And I'm lucky not to be too, you know, have anything too serious about it. But Yeah. um, I can see how many girls can really struggle with that.
0: Yeah, because it's like statistically now they're saying that um, Instagram and, you know, there's been news articles and stuff about this more recently, like social media, like Instagram and TikTok Mm -hmm. and filters um, Mm. really put in young girls of any background into this negative headspace yeah. where they need to look a certain way. Yeah. And, like, people are getting surgeries, unfortunately, to look like the filters. Yeah. And the filters are there, like, yeah. to have fun with. They're not there to look like you. Yeah. And it's horrifying uh, as, like, an adult now because we didn't have this technology quite as frequently mm. as the kids who are younger now are having it. i oh,
1: was so lucky not to yeah. have, you
0: know, um, be a kid in today. I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. Because you know, like, you know, you might be too tall, you might be too short. Like, yeah. how, you know, there is nothing but genetics defining how your body looks, unfortunately. Yeah, of and course. then, but that's good because yeah. we don't want to look like everyone else. Like, 100%. um, I know that, um, like my partner, she took a break, she's taken a break from Instagram and TikTok, she's not, um. She's not really looking at them unless mm-hmm. it's, like, someone points something out. Oh, she follows, like, certain artists that she loves. Mm. But it, other than that, she really won't look at other people's posts mm-hmm. of, like, their, you know, because she's like, I don't want to look at scrolling through this mindless trap because yeah. I feel bad about how I look. Yeah, 100%. And it's, yeah, it's a very kind of, like, soul-sucking, you know. Yeah. You know, and I, I used to be the same. I used to, like, scroll through and be like, oh, these are... Uh, these guys and girls look amazing. Like, why mm. don't I look like that? And it's like, For sure, yeah. you don't need to ever, yeah, like look yeah. like that. Why be why yourself. I want
1: to look, you know, like everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah, um, but it is. It's it's so strong. Like, I I definitely get it. I'm scrolling into my Instagram. And I'm like, gosh, she's so pretty. <laughs> she's so pretty. Like, why can't I be so like, you know, effortlessly pretty? But it's yeah, it, it's fake, and it's hard to really get that into your yeah. mind. I remember a specific moment when I was like, oh, that's that's fake and like she doesn't really look like that and yeah it's crazy um, yeah everyone actually kind of looks like normal everyone has i don't know roles when they sit down it's normal it's yeah fine. um so just be okay with the way you look like i guess like but you know i, I think the saying is comparison is the killer of joy yeah and yeah So true. It's, it doesn't it, help you at all yeah. no
0: and i think it's also like um you know the fact that in the art world, everyone compares other people to being like, oh, they're further ahead than I am, and like they might be mm. the same spot that you are. Like you talk yeah, about I six, that a lot, yeah. yeah, you talk about six Oof. years and being like, oh gosh, show reel and stuff, and I've ticked the boxes. <laughs> and some people have done the same, and they've worked on two films or yeah, they've worked yeah. on one thing, and it's like, you know, I know people in their thirties who are just starting to crack the egg open. Yeah. Like it's really we are playing this social media game yeah to tell each other where we're up to yeah. and everyone thinks oh they're ahead of me and i've got to catch up
1: and it's so stressful it's, it feels yeah. like it's all about time you know like, yeah. have to find, you know because i i at the end of every year i get so depressed i look at the back of my ear and i'm like i didn't do anything and it's been a year time is so precious but it's like you're right your life doesn't end at 30 no you know like you have, you have time just do your thing
0: yeah um, it's like remember that it's like morgan freeman i think had his first proper thing uh probably after when he turned like late 40s early 50s yeah um same with oprah like she yeah. was she was
1: was in florida too i think he was 40 he was like carpenter yeah. or something I don't know. yeah
0: yeah yeah but it's just like you don't have to be you know and and now these people are like in their 70s and 60s mm-hmm. and they're just still doing like Film, yeah. film, 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 film. Yeah. But it's, it, you find little grooves where you've done it, you know, like I think the best stories are like, you know, some actors saying I used to eat the leftovers when I worked in the restaurants because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford my own dinner. Yeah. So I'd eat what the people, the patrons didn't want to eat, yeah. put it in a takeaway container and heat it up when I got home. Mm-hmm. And that was their life. And, yeah, can you imagine that, that that was yeah. the way you had to live to be actually break it into the industry and mm. then 10 years later you actually do get yeah, proper gigs exactly. um like you know it's it's just incredible yeah. to how that juxtaposition actually happens
1: yeah it's amazing
0: um but yeah, it's just hard work really everyone is. forgets that it's just keep doing what you do because mm. you're gonna get there eventually and you know and shout outs to everyone who yeah you know are in your network family or you know, part of your group of just going, oh, yeah, that's awesome that you're doing this thing and, you know, shout out and everything. Mm-hmm. Give them credit where credit's due because that is important mm. uh, to yeah. do sh- shout outs towards people.
1: That's true. Because it is, it's such, there's so much negativity. Yeah. You, you know, that it's really hard not to be uh hard on yourself. It, it is a job where literally you get rejected. Like, Yeah. I feel like it's the only job where you get rejected constantly over and over and over again. Yeah. How yeah. do you not take that? personally how do you not go what is wrong with me something's wrong with me but it's just it, there's so many people that want to do the same thing it's a lot of hard work and yeah yeah it it's hard to you to keep going and not judge yourself yeah but it is what you have to do yeah yeah
0: and i mean like you know the fact that your resilience and to mm. keep yourself going yeah. is the best thing that you can do because you know like yeah and I feel like this is kind of just like, would you, because you, have you got a website and stuff?
1: I do. Yeah. I don't really yeah. use it, but I do have a website. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think that sort of makes you fit, you know, because I know a lot of people, you know, have a website, they have Star Now, they have like mm-hmm. Instagram, they sort of network in a whole bunch of different ways. I think mm. it's good to have different things mm-hmm. that you use. Like IMDB is great, mm-hmm. like to have an IMDB page. Um they are expensive to run though. Yes, they're like $300 they a year or something like that. Yeah. Um they're not cheap, but you know, when you have one, you can at least just mandate it and it's mm. there. Um but yeah, some people don't even have those. They don't, you know, they don't have anything like that. Mm.
1: Um I guess they always say, you know, if you um aren't finding work or, you know, you're not working, make your own thing, I guess. Um, I always find that really difficult because I don't consider myself a writer at all. Yeah. Um, I'm creative in every other aspect you can probably imagine writing, not for me. I always, Really? I've always seen it as a more academic thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's been my, like, I hate it. I hate it so much, but I feel like it is the one thing that is stopping me from making my own work. Like, do you want me to direct it, act it, um, do the light, the camera, the editing? I can do it. Writing, which is the one thing you need, yeah, no, I can't do it. You're like, no, nah, <laughs> no, I know. But... God, no, and the yeah. So sometimes I'm forcing myself to write. Yeah, I find it so difficult. You know? I mean,
0: I can see you already as so many different roles. Like, oh really? Yeah, and oh. uh, it's like you know just to play around with and do different things. But I always put people in different categories than I think most casting
1: directors. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: because <laughs> it's just like challenge yourself thinking outside of the box. Yeah, yeah, think it's like, oh, you can do that. Yeah, that's easy. Um, and I feel like it's always the fun thing to play just different aspects of yourself because acting is a little bit of different aspects of mm. of human condition and how we can think and, and feel and do stuff, and yeah, that is all it for sure comes down to. Um,
1: it's how you get to understand other people and where they come yeah. from, you get to just not be yourself at all for once because you're always yourself like have a little break and, <laughs> and you know be something else and be yeah someone else and yeah
0: i mean like the and are you gonna plan on sort of staying here for a lot longer like in sydney or are you planning to kind of move again
1: uh, i don't know <laughs> I mean, <laughs> lockdown made me kind of hate australia i don't know i like couldn't just wait to get out um but i can't it, it's so creative here. It really yeah. is. Like, everyone's like acting. I, I can't imagine doing acting in Italy. I, that was also like a big reason why I moved away. I don't think I could have ever become an actor there. I don't yeah. think that was going to be an option. So, like, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of opportunity. Like, it's great. People are so creative. So, if not staying here, um, I do love Vancouver. <laughs> I traveled there once and I just want to go back. So, maybe. Oh, oh my god i loved it it was the best time of my life honestly <laughs> so i'd love to go back there uh, see how the industry is there i don't know um but i also the idea of staying in the same place forever kind of scares me yeah because i've moved so much and i come from a different country yeah i know how big the world is and how much there is out there it's scary for me to just stay in the same place forever
0: you know yeah uh, yeah
1: but I, I think I plan to stay here for a bit longer. Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully if things work out. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, like, like uh, already talking to you today, I'm like, I, I want to work with you. You sound great. Uh, like, sick. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, it's sort of like just, I know what it's like because I think long-term yeah. plan for myself as well. One day to go and stay in Canada, you know, and mm. live there for a couple of years or something. Because yeah. um, my partner's part Canadian, her dad's Canadian. So it's nice. like, you know. Yeah, yeah, free little like um, you know, visa there. But you know, yeah. also, yeah, it's just the experience of getting experience elsewhere. Like the the, the industry 100%. is completely different in different countries, and so mm. like, you know, always the thing that I I'm enamored by is you know the Chinese film industry, and that is mm. huge, huge, mm-hmm. huge, 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 and they just kind of throw money into mm. films, and you watch their films, and are like. For life of for me some of their action films make no sense but you know the <laughs> fact that they have so much budget yeah is insane but you know also yeah. like um animation in, in studio ghibli in japan like is oh. also a huge wow, yeah. um conglomerate over there so there, there are there are other industries mm-hmm. where it's like you know translation and you know stuff goes overseas mm. but also if anyone wants to go and watch international films go on to things oh, like yeah. you know the international film festivals and sydney film festivals which do have international films in them as well yeah, absolutely because like, I've all watched a lot of foreign films. Yeah. And they are so good. I know. And people just kind of go, oh, subtitles. I'm like, read oh my the fucking subtitles.
1: God, I swear to God. Yeah. It feels like now that, like, Squid Game is such a big thing, it's like, yeah, you know, other countries make some good stuff. I know. It's like, just, yeah. You
0: know, the funny thing was when Squid Game came out, I was like, I'm not rushing to see this because I've seen so many foreign things. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. this just feels like, it felt to me like they were making something that was particularly like poignant for the korean market mm. but, but everyone was like oh my god you need to watch squid game and like mm. have you watched f- shows or films for with subtitles? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah have I know. you watched it yeah so you're 100 percent right where people yeah. do just go oh my god this is the best thing since sliced bread yeah and i'm like and
1: it's korean so yeah <laughs> yeah well <laughs> you know um it's also like, read the subtitles as oh. someone who learned a different language just just read the subtitles. You'll be, you can do it. Yeah, I'll be fine.
0: You know the funny thing is though. I always. Or learn su- the language. Yeah, know? I have subtitles on every film now. Every film, even same, if it's English, same, I'm getting yeah. so bad at you know because accents like yeah. they're just hard to understand sometimes. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but also recording might be off. Like mm-hmm. I just I'm like, me too. I just need to understand what the fuck this And then. also
1: like I grew up in Italy, so mm. every movie was dubbed in Italian, and that was normal for me because I had to yeah watch a movie, so I had to understand it. Yeah, when I moved to australia and i started watching things in its original language mm. which was american my god so much better oh my god yeah um the first thing that i watched was um the fresh prince of bel-air and since i'm when i moved here and watching it in its original language because also it has that you know kind of like talk yeah yeah, don't yeah. talk that you can't translate no. so watching it in it's original it's like God, this is so much better. I'm never going to go back to watching something dubbed. Yeah. You have to watch it in its original
2: language. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I say that to anyone. I think the only films that I've not watched in the original language is like animated films, which are like Studio Ghibli and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yeah. because you can get the English versions. But if I were to watch anything live action, 100%, I would never watch it in English.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're watching something half. It's like you, yeah. you're getting that that performance, you're getting half of it. Yeah, like You can't really... Yeah, yeah,
0: and it's and it's just yeah. There's there's kind of like this disconnect that you go through a film where you're going, that is clearly poorly dubbed. Yeah, like so, and and sometimes they are like you can. See this person talking about a thousand words, and mm-hmm. it basically shortens down to that. Did not translate at yeah. all. Like they just abbreviated what they actually yeah. said. and it's...
1: At times, I'll watch um, movies in its original language that I've only seen in Italian when I was young, hmm. and I'll realize, wow, that, that's what they said. That's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: I watched um I watched Train to Busan and Peninsula in their yeah. original languages. Um, both the great films. Like, I I think. I think I saw Peninsula in its original language. I think so, because it had subtitles. Um, but I was still like, that film is great. Like, yeah. they're a good zombie film, yeah. but also just...
1: trying to be g- fun, yeah. Yeah, especially. it's, a,
0: it's a easy. And, um, yeah, I think, God, I've watched... I, I think the funniest thing, if you ever find this horror film, it's called um, Suspiria, the original. Oh, yeah, And, no. you know, like... Yeah, yeah. And I find it so funny that the dub... Is like different people because some of them all had different, like didn't yeah. speak English. A lot of the actors didn't speak English. Like, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember for the life of me where it was filmed in Italy. Yeah. Um, but it's filmed oh. bits and pieces around Italy, and it's just this sort of neon lighting, yeah. eccentric piece, and I love it because it's just it's a little bit hokey. It's a little bit like hodgepodge together. But they made a film <laughs> that is really fun to watch. Yeah. But also the dubbing isn't. So bad that you go mm. Unpulled out of it That's good. But I don't think I don't think they have a version In like obviously In Italian I don't know if that actually exists If there's a version in Italian I don't know um, I'm I, I Probably yeah. They've done Maybe. a dub Or something somewhere Yeah Because um, I know it was all the people that had to, when they did the dialogue for that mm-hmm. had to say it in English mm. and then they got other actors to dub over it with better you know, like clearer accents and yeah. everything just
1: like it's crazy how i once dubbed a movie in italian mm. um, and uh, this guy he was crazy the director uh, <laughs> he, he shot it with um english actors right and yeah. so they were speaking in english and he wanted italians to dub it over in italian and that was the film like it wasn't yeah. in many languages it was yeah, just yeah. so it was just horrible dubbing you know yeah, on yeah, topic. yeah. and he wasn't it was on purpose i don't know about that he wanted that but yeah it was crazy it oh was fun God. it's fun to dub though yeah uh... <laughs> it's fun to dub <laughs> it's fun
0: to dub it's um what what here on the last night though what is the one most common thing you are asked in audition processes with, about your accent? What is one of the things that you are?
1: Um, I don't get asked much, frankly. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> um, They might ask me if I can do a standard accent, uh, which I don't know. I, I can do more American. I, I can't do Australian, unfortunately. Oh, no. Don't. Zero, not at all. Been here for a long time and it's impossible for me to do Australian. Um, can I speak Italian? Yes um yeah but uh, like this is kind of it like this is my accent it's a bit of a mixture of things mm. i get many people being like oh are you canadian <laughs> are you american I yeah wouldn't, yeah like and, uh, I, w- I get really different sometimes i get people like oh you have an accent <laughs> i get such a mixture of things yeah that's
0: so interesting i'm like what
1: yeah i mean me too that's oh my god i get the instant like where are you from because i can hear my accent or the what you have an accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or are you French or Turkish? I don't know. I get a lot of things. Um, I can
0: understand French a little bit. Mm. Turkish, less so. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um I can also even understand like Spanish. Yes, like if someone I don't was from yeah, like, Spanish. Like if it's like, oh, you're from Spain. It's like mm. similar
1: or I get people fully like Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I, one time I was sitting in traffic um, and I had my window down and I, this guy was next to me. We were stopped in traffic and he lowered his window and he was like, "Um, what did he say? It was something like, where from in Italy are you from? And I was like, why did you, how, what? <laughs> I'm just sitting in traffic and I'm like, Bologna. And I was like, yeah, cool. What's your name? <laughs> it's like, how the hell did you know from looking at me through the window? And then I had another thing where I was at a coffee shop and this old man comes up to me and it's like, you look like a, like an old Italian, like a, yeah, like an old Italian actress. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) I am Italian and an actress. So, so weird. So either I get like, oh, really? You have an accent? Or like, you're Italian. Yeah, it's so strange. Oh my God, that's so bizarre. Yeah, it's like, wow, how could you tell? (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs)
0: oh my god oh my god um i think that's a perfect time to wrap up um but i've loved every second of this you
1: me too thank you truly thank you so much for having me this has been my first podcast, and it's been great. I'm like, glad you love it. Thank you so much. No, yeah. and it's been
0: an absolute delight listening to your stories. Where can so Charlotte? when can people find <laughs> you? Is the next question I'm going to ask.
1: Um, gosh, uh, I, I do. Well, I guess my Instagram. I have an Instagram. It's um Charlotte underscore ninety seven <laughs> because Charlotte Rinaldi was taken. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I also have a Facebook. Um, Charlotte R. That's my acting page on Facebook. Yeah. And, I don't know, you can find me on your local shop around the corner. Just coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go and stalk her when you just yeah, find her and tell her please. that she looks like an old actress. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it was in a nice way, like those old-timey, like Sophia Loren kind of things.
0: So. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if yeah. you want if you want to go and check out more episodes of Things We Do, you can check them out on Apple and Spotify. And I will be speaking with another guest next week, and I'll speak to you all later. Goodbye.